Hello and welcome to the Balancing Pact podcast, a place to chat about fitness, nutrition, health, faith and life and balancing it all. We make weekly packs to keep each other accountable while implementing small habits to keep us happy and healthy. I am your host, Jemima, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, thank you so much for being here today. I am really excited because today's topic is something I am very, very passionate about. So the title of today's episode, Your Diet Doesn't Need a Name. I'm basically going to chat about a few really common fad diets that people try either for weight loss or for their general health. And I just want to get across that you don't need to put a label on your diet. Your diet doesn't need to follow a specific plan. Food is something that we should be able to enjoy and be intuitive about our choices. So that is what I'm chatting about today and I hope that you enjoy it. But before I get into it, I want to be really clear that this episode and all of my podcast episodes, they're just aimed at the general population. Yes, it won't be for everyone. There is no one-size-fits-all answer for nutrition. I am by no means giving personal advice to anyone. These are my general opinions, which would match the goals and lifestyles of most average people. So the question I have is, why do we feel the need to label our diets, to label the foods we eat? Is it because we want a certain plan to follow we want a rule book for our diet if that's it i do understand why we would choose that path i get it because it is nice to have a rule book and have something to follow but if i'm honest i don't think that's the reason that most people choose fad diets and choose a diet with a name i think the reason most people want a label for their diet is because they think that The title of the diet makes it credible or makes it reliable in some way. People are always asking me, what's better? Keto or vegan? Paleo or carnivore? Low carb or low fat? Honestly, I couldn't care less what the diet is called and which one is better or worse. What I want to know is, are you eating a variety of nutritious foods every day that will provide the nutrients your body needs? Are you eating foods that you enjoy without feeling guilty about it? Are you enjoying your food? Do you go out to restaurants and order whatever you like, not what you think is the healthiest option? So I want to talk about my thoughts on some of the most common diets that I see people trying, most often for weight loss, but people try these for general health too and other reasons. I want to be clear that I completely understand why someone would go vegetarian or vegan and put that label on it and be strict in that way. I completely understand that. But besides that kind of ethical, sustainable reason, I see no other reason why you should put your food choices into a box and leave out the things that you enjoy and the things that are good value. If you enjoy a certain diet and it's easy for you to cut out certain foods, and you are educated about it, speak to a dietitian, and you supplement if necessary, then I see no problem with you taking a radical approach, if you will. But the key is being educated. The key is speaking to a professional about it. 
You can't guess your way into a big change in your diet and still get all the nutrients you need and fuel your body and nourish your body in the right way. So first up, I want to talk about intermittent fasting. This is probably one of the most common ones I hear people trying. And I know a lot of people that try it for weight loss because they think the fasting, they think the timing of food is what's going to make them lose weight, which is wrong. So if you've ever heard someone swearing that intermittent fasting works for weight loss, let me tell you, it's not the fasting that works. It's the calorie deficit, which the fasting leads to that works. It doesn't matter what time frame you look at for your fasting. If you decrease the hours in the day that you are allowed to eat, then you will most likely eat less food. And if you're trying to lose weight, you're also pretty likely to be focusing on eating healthier foods. So a lot of people will go straight into a calorie deficit when they start something like intermittent fasting and then they will lose weight and they'll start preaching that intermittent fasting works. And sure, if it works for you, that's cool. I have no problem with that. But if you like being able to eat whenever you want, then don't do it. The thing with intermittent fasting is it's kind of like restriction dressed up to look friendly. You can start with the fasting and think it's great, but it's still restriction and it can lead to more and more restriction and obsession with your diet and when you eat and what you eat. I think the positive thing with intermittent fasting is that it doesn't actually dictate what you eat. You can still learn to be intuitive and heal your relationship with food and eat things that you enjoy. But then again, a part of being intuitive with your food is eating when you feel like eating. So again, intermittent fasting is still restriction, just dressed up to look nicer than other fad diets. So in summary, my thoughts are there is no need for intermittent fasting for weight loss. For some people, it might be sustainable long term and they might not have a problem with the time restriction. If that's the case, go for it. For others, it won't work. It won't be sustainable long term and it won't be enjoyable. And if that's the case, there's no point in trying. In terms of your health, there's not really any reason to do it either. Again, it's probably not an issue if it works and fits in with your lifestyle, but there's no point trying intermittent fasting because you think it will boost your metabolism or be some magical youth elixir to rewind your aging. It's just not worth it. All right, so the next common diet that I want to talk about is keto and low carb. So by definition, keto is fewer than 50 grams of carbs per day. And low carb is usually about 15 to 100 grams of carbs a day. So a lot of people claim they're going keto, but don't actually track their carb intake. And so to be honest, there's a pretty good chance it's not keto and just low carb. But either way, that doesn't really matter. Either diet, keto or low carb, it's just playing into the fact that people still believe that carbs make you put on weight, which is just not true. These are my thoughts on the low carb diet. It's sad. It is sad to restrict yourself from bread 
and rice and pasta and hot chips and pizzas and burgers. That is not a life I want to live. And I am sure for most of you, it's not the life you want to live either. The thing with keto or low carb is that there are so many people who swear by it because they have lost however much weight. But of course, when you are basically cutting out a massive part of your diet like that and not replacing it with a good variety of fats and proteins, you are very, very likely to go into a calorie deficit. And we know a calorie deficit will result in weight loss. So again, it's not the low carb that's working. It's the calorie deficit that the low carb is putting you into. And if I'm honest, keto is probably one of the hardest ways to get into a calorie deficit. And it's just not worth the time and effort and sadness. That being said, some people do swear that they feel better doing keto diet. And if it works for someone and if they're educated and talk to a dietitian and supplement if necessary, then again, I don't have an issue with it. The key is being educated. I also want to be clear here that there is a lot of research around the ketogenic diet for people with epilepsy and some other diseases as well. So yes, there is a time and a place for the keto diet, but it's not just something you jump into on a whim because none of your other yo-yo dieting has helped. But that does not mean that you should go keto too. If you like chips and burgers and pasta, don't go keto. There is no reason for someone who enjoys carbs to go keto, in my opinion. Don't even bother going low carb. It's just not worth it. The worst part about keto is that it is so restrictive. It is near impossible for the average person to maintain. It's not sustainable long term for most of us. So why would you bother? If you're trying to lose weight, there are much easier and smarter ways to get into a calorie deficit to lose the weight than going low carb or keto. So the last diet I want to specifically mention is the carnivore diet. This has been coming up more and more recently and if I'm honest I haven't looked into it that much but here is what I know. There is basically no research on the effects of this diet especially long term. So I was having a little google of the carnivore diet before And I found this website. I don't want to throw shade, so I'm not naming and shaming, but I was so horrified. This website has an entire page talking about a plant's defense to being eaten, how it results in chemicals and proteins, etc., that they claim are toxic for us. And let me tell you, they do not have a single reference for the claims that they make on their website. They say that there is very little evidence to suggest that plants are good for people and a lot of evidence to suggest they are not good, which is just flat out wrong. I was planning to keep my chill with this, but since reading about it on the website, I am mad. But before I get carried away, let me explain what the diet actually is. They basically only eat animals. That's what carnivore is, right? Meat, organs, and maybe some dairy products, though they recommend limiting that as well. I do want to make it clear that yes, animal products like liver are very nutrient dense. But my first thought when I heard about this diet is A, it sounds disgusting, and B, it sounds like a shortcut to a heart attack. Seriously, it is just plain stupidity. Let me read you a quote from this website that I was on. These are not my words, okay? They say, 
The rise in veganism and vegetarianism has left many people believing that a plant-based diet is the healthiest option. In reality, however, plants don't want to be eaten, so they've developed a variety of potentially harmful toxins. While some plants are capable of causing death within minutes, others have a slower and less pronounced effect. Despite this, they still have the potential to cause long-term health problems when consumed regularly. I'm sorry, but that is just ridiculous. This is literally someone claiming to be a coach of the carnivore diet saying this. But hey, I would not blame anyone for believing what they read on that website. It sucks you in and it makes you question what you know. And sure, there is no black and white in health. There is no one size fits all. But I really think that pushing a diet like this to normal people is downright dangerous. So in summary, again, this diet is very restrictive. And with everything else I just mentioned, even if you did decide to try it, it would not be sustainable long term. I don't think it would be enjoyable for most people and it wouldn't be affordable either. I could keep going, but I feel like I've said enough on this one. This is the problem with trying to follow a fad diet or putting a label on your diet. No matter what, you end up restricting in some way and then you don't enjoy your food. It becomes stressful because you've put your diet in a little box and you can't go out and enjoy different things. It's boring and it's not sustainable and eventually you give up and you'll go crazy on all the things you missed and then you feel like a failure and you start looking for the next diet to try. You do not need to label your diet. You don't need to choose things that you'll never eat. You don't need to let all your friends and family know that you're doing some drastic diet. What will really help you long term is learning to be intuitive. That starts with allowing yourself to eat what you feel like when you feel like it. Let me tell you a story. A couple of years ago, I was very restrictive. I talked about this a little before. I wasn't allowed to eat sweet biscuits, for example, Tim Tams, or have any kind of dessert. But then every now and then I would think, okay, just this week, I'm going to buy some Tim Tams. I'll only eat one, maybe two a week. So it will last me for months. I will limit myself. And then lo and behold, I would eat the entire pack in one sitting or I would eat half the pack, then restrict myself for another day and then eat the rest the day after that. I couldn't control myself around foods like that because I told myself I wasn't allowed to eat them because they were bad. Now, I almost always have sweet biscuits or something like that in the house because I know that when I feel like it, I can have one. I can enjoy it and then I can move on. It doesn't rule over me anymore. It's not this restriction addiction relationship. It's just a Tim Tam. And I don't even want it as much now because I know that I can have it more often. Don't get me wrong. It takes a long time and there is always work to be done. But start by allowing yourself to have whatever food you want in the house all the time, even if you eat the whole packet. Yes, you want your diet to be nutrient dense and to fuel your body. But there's nothing wrong with having foods you enjoy that don't necessarily have nutritious benefits. You can eat something just because you like it. The bottom line is your diet doesn't need a name. 
Whether you want to lose weight or you're just focusing on health, you don't need to choose a diet. You need to eat what works for you. Eat the foods that will fuel your body, that will nourish your body, and the ones that you will enjoy. So this week, our pact is to think of your favorite food. For a lot of people, it's going to be something that you label as bad or you restrict yourself from. So think of this food that you love and maybe you don't keep it in your house or you restrict yourself from it when you feel like it. I want you to get that food this week. No guilt, no shame. Get it, eat it and enjoy it because you love it, because it's delicious. So for an example, I love hot chips. Hungry Jack's hot chips to be exact. There is something about their seasoning that I just love. To be fair, I very rarely crave them now, but hot chips are forever my number one favorite food. I don't have to restrict myself because I rarely crave them, because I stopped restricting myself. And let me tell you, I went through a stage of eating a lot of hot chips, but then they became just like any other food. But that's what I'll do this week. When I feel like hot chips, then you better believe I'm going to go get me some hot chippies. I will eat them, I'll enjoy them, and then I'll move on. No guilt, no shame. They're just chips. I know that this can be hard. It can be scary because I know what it's like to have no control of yourself around certain foods. I get it. If you are struggling with the idea of buying a packet that you think you will binge in one sitting, just buy a small packet to start or buy a single serving if you can. Start small. Just allow yourself to enjoy it. And if you do have any questions or concerns, please feel free to reach out to me. I tend to speak about diet very nonchalantly and simply, but I do know that it's not easy. So you can follow me on Instagram at Jemima Grace Coaching and keep in touch with me there. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that you have learned something today or that you're feeling encouraged and inspired to work on your relationship with food. I'll see you next week on the Balancing Pact podcast.